Welcome back to another episode of Stogie from the Road. I am Stogie the Trucker. That is not trucking right now. I'm at home in my studio doing a podcast for you fine folks out there. Are you out there trucking? Are you out there getting it done? Are you doing the thing, doing the damn thing tonight? I hope you are. I'm proud of you guys, each and every one of you. I'm proud of each and every single one of you happy little truckers out there, out there getting it done, doing the damn thing. I just lit up a fresh cigar, one of my favorite cigars. Typically, when I do my cigars, right, if you know anything about cigars, the lighter the wrapper, the lighter the colored cigar, like the tan ones, those are my morning cigars. The darker the cigar, that's more of my evening cigar, right? I smoke between four to six cigars a day and uh i'm smoking a light body connecticut tonight this is my this is a breakfast cigar and it's like fucking like 11 27 at night tonight so any hoosie what's it i got this nice uh, aj fernandez new world nice toro here and uh yeah that's me lighting one with a soft flame lighter tonight Bada bing, bada boom. Got my cigar. Got my little uh, libation here, my little drinky poo. And I've got a guest tonight in the studio. Yeah. And it's not Bonnie. You know who it is? It's fucking Piper. And you know why? Because that little son of a bitch ate part of the couch today. So now, her big ass is right next to me. So if anybody knows, anybody follows me on any of my social networking, who, whatever, that uh, I've got a nice big Great Dane, okay? Hold on, let me fix this here. It's falling over on my desk here. I got a nice big Great Dane. She's a year-old Great Dane, a nice brindle. She's beautiful. She's just the most majestic dumbass you'll ever meet. This dog is a gust of dumb like you've never seen before. I've never seen a dog fall upstairs. This dog has. Piper, honey, I'm, I love you. She's looking at me like, what the fuck are you doing right now? I'm talking to the people. I'm talking to the people. And I'm telling them all about you. I'm getting them familiarized with you. You couch-eating son of a bitch. So yeah, she's not leaving my side. All I did was take a shower. I come downstairs. She's lounging on the love seat, which she is taking up all of. And there is a nice big hole in the arm of the couch. So we're in the market for new couches. But currently, probably a couch cover. You fucking dickhead. So yeah, I'm at home. I'm enjoying my home time. Taking a couple weeks off to just kind of relax and reboot. Had a rough go of it, as you could hear on the last podcast. And I'm just kind of rejuvenating myself. And I'm enjoying my Harley. I got an FXBB Sport Bob or Street Bob. Beautiful, beautiful Harley Davidson. Black on black on blackety black, y'all. It's a beautiful bike. Got the meat hook ape hangers on it, and all kinds of blah 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 blah. Got the Vance and Hines freaking exhaust on it. It's great. And this morning, I typically, I just zip around the lake. I live next to a lake, and I just, I take a couple laps around the lake. I do my thing, just stay close to home, and just ride around and get used to my bike. But today, I, I live up in, uh, in Washington State, right north of Seattle, and I got on Highway 9, and I took that son of a bitch all the way to the Canadian border so I could take a selfie of myself next to the border. I've never been to Canada, but I wanted to go, and I went all the way up there. I've taken the big rig up there. I've picked up in Sumas, Washington a couple times, up in Everson and things like that. And I, I've gone up there. I pick up lumber all the time and take it out to Texas. <clears throat> but I've never went out there on the bike, and man, oh man alive, what a beautiful ride. It was a beautiful day, 68 degrees and sunny and breezy. I had a hoodie on with my leather vest and my freaking helmet and my gloves. A little chilly this morning, a little, ch- little chilly, a little nip in the air. I felt it in all the uh, hard-to-reach places. I felt it, but uh, it was a nice ride. Just zigzagging through the woods. Got the canopy of trees and the mountains, the nice, 
nice mountain air. There's a couple little cool little bars along the way. I stopped at this one little place called, called the Big Lake Bar, I think is what it's called. And I pull up. I had to take a phone call. I don't fuck with my phone when I'm on my bike. I don't, it, it goes in my pocket. I don't even have a mount. I want to concentrate on the road. I just want to check the fuck out because my phone is ringing all the time. And we're going to talk about that today, by the way. But my phone's ringing all the time, so that son of a bitch goes in my pocket, and I just ride. Check the fuck out, right? And I pull into this little parking lot in front of this bar, in front of the lake. And they're not open. There's a couple bikers. They're kind of meeting in the parking lot. And everybody's, that's a big biking run right there. That's a beautiful biking run. It's, it's almost one of those runs that you hear people saving up money so they can do as a bucket list thing. And it's right there at the tip of my fingers. And I get to do it. Anyway, so uh, I pull into the parking lot. My hands are cold as fa-la-la-la. Fuck. So I pull over, put it in neutral. Drop the old kickstand, and I just put my hands down in my motor area, right? Just to warm up the old uh, the old dick skinners, right? And I'm sitting there and sitting there, and I take a phone call, and I'm just kind of warming up a little bit, stretching out the legs, stretching out the back, whatnot. And this guy comes out. He's got like a bowling shirt on and shorts, and he's an older cat. And he comes out, and he's like, Hey, mate, no, no drama, mate. No drama whatsoever. Hey, come on in. Come on in. I'll put some coffee on. You look cold, mate. I was like, no shit. He's, <laughs> I'm like, I go, buddy. He's like, no, mate. I'm the I'm the owner. I'm this bar. Piper. Okay, that's my fucking dog. She just got her fucking nose caught. She, <laughs> anyway, he's like, nah, I own this bar. Come on in, man. I'll put the fucking coffee on. I was like, buddy, I'm, I'm actually heading up north. But I'll come back. I'll definitely come back. I love fucking places like this. He's like, right, mate. Get me on the back end there, okay? I'm like, okay, cool, buddy. So anyway, I hit the road. I just get on the road and I start riding. And I just check out, man. And it's, I mean, it's hard to check out completely. Because your mind, I don't know. I'm ADHD as a bitch. I mean, we talked about that before. And uh, hold on, lighten my cigar again. I'm ADHD as shit. So my mind, it doesn't, it, it doesn't check out completely. I mean, my mind races. I think about things. I think about work. Work is, stresses you out. And, uh, but it's nice to just ride. Just ride and just go. Just, just feel the breeze and listen to the wind and just check out. You can't do that as a truck driver. I mean, I enjoy being a truck driver. I enjoy the art because I consider it an art. Being a truck driver is an art. It's a craft. It's a craft like a woodworker, anything like that. And anybody who's a fucking truck driver, you're going to agree with me on this. But you don't get a checkout as a truck driver because you're responsible for so many people around you at all times, plus the freight, plus the truck, and all that shit, and you just, you just wound up in a goddamn knot, day after fucking day, and you get paid okay for it, right, you're gonna notice a trend here, I'm not Mr. Pom Pom Rah Rah about trucking anymore, because why, what did I tell you in my podcast before, when I came back, and I, I, you know, I I had that uh, epiphany, that aha moment, that paradigm shift is that I'm going to be the authentic version of myself. I'm not going to sit here and just blow rainbow sherbet up your assholes about how great trucking is. It has got a dark side. And the dark side is your loss of decompression and exhaling. You can't. Even when you fucking go to bed, you can't do it. Because you're worried about some fucking guy and flirt, flirt, flip flops and his goddamn jam jams coming around the corner going mock Jesus and tearing your fucking hood off. The list goes on and on and on. But to be able to come home and get on your bike and just say, I'm responsible for me. And if I don't do it right, that's it for me. You know? But just this connection I had with nature today, I could feel 
almost the heartbeat of the earth as I rode. And I stopped and I got breakfast in this little town. I forget the damn name of it. I think it's called Bonnie J's or something like that. Wasn't really on the diet plan, but hey, whatever. Live a little, I guess, right? So anyway, went there and I got breakfast and I just rode and I, I split the ride up. It was a two-hour ride, okay? 81 miles. And I rolled into Sumas, Washington. I pulled up to the border. Took my freaking selfie. I got out. I got out my bull snot can of detailing spray that I keep in my backpack on my sissy bar. Wiped down the bugs off my visor of my helmet. Cleaned up my bike a little bit. Just kind of tightened things up because you're collecting some bugs because you're going past. Let's put it this way. You smell a lot of cow shit on the way up there. Which is nice because I grew up in Ohio. That's fucking home to me. It's, I, I waft that cow shit in. It's nostalgic to me. I love it. Anyway, so it was a nice ride. I did a lot of thinking. A lot of thinking. I'm thinking about my kids. You know, my kids are all at that age where they're tripping and falling through life and hitting every mailbox going down the fucking road. And you're just like, that, that, that phase of fatherhood, you know, that struggling with that concept of, okay, it's my job to get them to the age of 18 alive and give them every bit of information they know or that I know. And after that, it's on them. God dang, as a dad, you just want to get in there and you want to fix shit for them, but you know you can't. So you just advise them over the phone. And you do that a lot as a truck driver. You're on the phone all the time talking to them. And I wouldn't do that if I were you. You know, what you need to do is this. But hey, do your thing. But if you do this, X, Y, and Z, just know that. The old man just told you, okay? Listen to me if you want to. To do that from all those years of saying, you do that again and I'm going to bust your fucking ass. Well, that doesn't wash anymore. Even though I'm looking back at a Great Dane right now thinking, if you do that again, I'm going to bust your ass. Sit down. What? You're, you're actually creeping me out right now. You're just sitting over there in the corner staring at me. Okay, this dog's a little weird sometimes. She's just in the corner being huge and surprised and, frankly, looking a little startled. Come here. Everything's okay. Come on. This is new. Bonnie's used to this shit. She doesn't even open her eye. You big fuck. Anyway, so yeah, it's just, the ride was good. It was a good ride. And I will tell you, I'm going to be investing in a new seat. At last 45 minutes on the way back to the house, the old donkey was a fucking smoking, buddy. Yikes. I, uh... I can understand the uh, the value in a good motorcycle seat now. Cheesy, crazy. I want to do this podcast standing up. But anyway. Yeah, so I came back, <clears throat> spent some time with the doggos, did the old uh, feeding the dogs, walking the dogs, shitting the dogs thing, right? And come back, settled into the studio, and let's recap the day. And one of the things I want to recap is the value of home time. Okay, you have your home time. Home time is sacred for a truck driver. When you come home, you absolutely, and some guys do and some guys don't. A lot of guys, by and large, do. When you come home, you have that wash the truck off of you type of vibe, right? Okay, you wash the truck off of you and you say, oh, okay, I'm home. But you have this thing that you got to break, this habit that you have to break that you've developed on the road, which is everybody thinks you're accessible. And I have that problem actually more than a lot of people do is because I'm super accessible online and I'm, I put myself out there and I talked to actually my human resources guy about it. And he's like, dude, I've told you this a million times. You you put yourself out there, you're going to get X, Y, and Z. And I get that. Okay. But it is astonishing on how many truckers can't differentiate the fact that a man is home with his wife. The amount of people that fucking call me, I've got a very small circle of friends now. Very small circle of friends. Before before I had my aha moment, 
the amount of people that would call me while I was at home that just could not fucking understand I'm at home. And when I'm at home, I don't want to talk about your problems, my problems, work problems, or any fucking problems at all. And you call me at home and you want to talk about work. Now, there's a select few. There's a very select few people that I'll talk to. Um, and they know this. And the reason they know this is because they've gotten me on the phone. If you've gotten me on the phone while I'm at home, you're a part of that select few people. If you go to voicemail while I'm at home, you are not. Sorry to tell you this. And for reasons or whatever, you know, uh, you fucking betray my trust. You know, I talk to you about personal shit and you use that as fodder to talk about with other people. Then goodbye. You're somebody I used to know. See, and this is what I want to get through to some of you people. And it's something that I do now and it has paid huge dividends is raise the fucking rent on some of these people that consume your life and monopolize your time. Raise the rent on them and fucking evict them. Evict them from your life. Okay? Do not live your life with your head bowed thinking that you have to show up for people that don't show up for you. Okay? You, You don't have to. You don't have to answer your phone. You don't have to answer to people. When you make a change in your life or a life change in your life, you don't have to run it by them. They'll tell you you do. And when you don't, they vague book all over Facebook nonstop saying everything they want to say to you, but they can't say it to you because you don't allow them to. I have frankly gotten indifferent about it. I'm completely indifferent, excuse me, with people's bullshit anymore. And why? Because my situation that happened recently was the best thing that has ever happened to me. Tucker Carlson was talking to, who was he talking to recently? Oh God, the guy from Barstool Sports. What the fuck is his name? Dave Portnoy. From Barstool Sports. And he said recently that if you have a failure or public humiliation or any type of, I don't know, scandal or bullshit or any type of uh, PR boner, if you will, it usually, in the end, winds up being the best thing for you. It, it course corrected me on so many different levels as far as my life and what I was doing and how I was operating and how I was thinking and the approval and the need to please and yet that 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 and all that bullshit and the people I was associating with I'm telling you after that it's like oh I'm not even going to I'm not even going to deal with you the amount of people that have called me since then that have called me up and said you know hey I, I was going to talk to you about this like you, you're, you're going to call me out on something or you're going to say something or they heard something. I had somebody recently call me up and he said, I heard something in a Snapchat group and blah, blah, blah. And I was going to call you up. And we were going to get this shit straight. What do you mean get this shit straight? I have a very or what type of mindset now. Or fucking what? What are you going to do? You know, it's, it's nauseating the amount of people that think that they have this level of, I guess, leverage in your life and your daily happiness. David Goggins said recently, and, and this was, I, I never really struggled with self-esteem until recently when I started kind of going up the and I fucking use this term loosely going up the ranks and as far as the the trucking world right for starters the trucking world is very fickle and it eats its young so if you're on top enjoy it while you can do not get comfortable do not take your shoes off it's not going to last and if it does you're going to spend an awful long time looking for that piano to fall on your fucking head 
okay? There is no loyalty in it. I will tell you that much. But anyway, he said, stop giving a fuck what people think of you. And you know why? Because they're all just as fucked up as you are. They're just better at hiding it than you are. My life, nine times out of ten, is a five-alarm dumpster fire. And people, which blew my mind, I don't understand it, got in their head that I, I thought or I lived some level of perfection. And then when I have a kerfuffle, as I like to call it, everybody's like, oh, how dare he? Oh my God, will I never... Now, I hate going back to that topic all the time, but it's kind of the baseline for the evolution of me, and this is what we talked about before, and this is how we talked about, this is what it's going to be, it's going to be kind of me processing and going through and this walk, and then you can use it, and take what you want, take what you don't want. I don't give a fuck what you do with it. I don't care. This is how I'm getting through it, and this is how I'm still fucking standing, you know? This is not me hiding my head under the goddamn ground like everybody wanted me to fucking do. No, this is me still standing going, or fucking what? What are you going to do? You're going to take my phone away from me? Is that what you're going to do? That's the beauty of freedom of speech. You can say what you want. But anyway... Going back to what I was talking about, this getting your arms around your individuality and your life and what you want to do and you want to be happy and if you want to make a change, if you want to live a certain way, if you want to be private, if you want to be, I don't want to say guarded, you know, all the way down to if you want to fucking alienate yourself, alienate yourself. If you want to be a private person, be a private person. It is amazing. It is fucking amazing. That before, when I was, I'm here for you. Call me anytime you need me. I'll sit there and listen. I had a couple people, when they'd fucking call me up, I would just, it would be two hours of me going, uh-huh, uh-huh, oh, really? No, you don't say. And then, then they get tired of the fucking sound of their own voice, then they would hang up. And it was always fun because I would always do this little I would always do this little thing and it would entertain the fucking shit out of me. I would somehow in the middle of their bloviating, I would insinuate something about how that applies to me and talk about me and insert a story of me and the lack of interest was fucking laughable. It was hysterical. I was like, oh, this is a one-sided friendship. Okay, I got you. I'm your soundboard. Got it. Well, I'm not doing that anymore. I got shit to do. And I have, I have done more in three months than I've gotten done in a fucking year dicking around with people. Okay? And I'll be honest with you, and I will say this on my podcast, there are people that I've associated with, that I've let monopolize my time, that four fucking years ago, when I was in the cigar industry, or any other industry for that matter, I would not have given the time of fucking day to. I'd have been like, okay, whatever you say, Mr. Village Idiot. But now, for some reason, that we share the same profession, for some reason, because they got more time behind the wheel than me, they can talk to me or say to me or give unsolicited advice to me that I would... What the fuck are you talking about? You're telling me how to live my life, my marriage, my career, my financial life, and you haven't wrapped your mind around the concept of fucking gingivitis, you stupid toothless asshole you look like you've been chewing on license plates for four fucking years and you're telling me how to live go fuck yourself get out of here i don't want to hear it people that don't understand the basic concept of manners or decorum telling me how to live go fuck off i hope you're hearing this podcast i hope you're hearing this podcast i hope you're sharing it and i hope it sits in your mouth like a handful of shit
Guys, take a page out of my book. Raise the fucking rent on people. Show me your friends, I'll show you your future. You are the sum total of the people you surround yourself with. And if you lay with dogs, you get fucking fleas. And I am done. Done, done, fucking done. Dealing with people that tell me how to live, how to breathe in and out, and how to be happy. See, this is what freedom feels like. You can cross-reference this with the person I was a year and a half ago. This is what happiness sounds like. It is planting your feet in the ground and taking your life back. And when you do that, you will realize say you start out your day with 100% when it comes to bandwidth on psychological bandwidth on the amount of bullshit you can endure once you remove the toxic people from your life that bleed you dry when it comes to that tolerance level that bandwidth that I'm talking about once you get rid of those people you will realize that you have a surplus of psychological energy and emotional capacity to move forward and then start achieving things that you need to achieve it's very fucking simple it's very very simple now we're gonna take that sorry most people would edit that shit out. I'm not. That's me lighting a cigar. Most people... I had, I had a friend recently. And uh, she's all about the friends. My friends, my friends, my friends. Makes her decisions based upon her friends. Her values based upon her friends. Surround herself with an entourage of friends, right? Gotcha. Okay. What about the quality? You can have 50 fucking air quotes here. Friends. But what about the quality of friends? I'd rather have one good friend. One really, really good friend. One friend that when I am neck deep in shit and I fucked up big time... And this was all of my own making. That friend will look at me and said, Bro, you fucked up. You fucked up big time. Now let's roll up our sleeves. And let's figure out how we fix this. We, we, we fix this. How many friends do you have that will do that? How many friends do you have that will do that? But a bigger question is, are you a friend that will do that? Are you a friend to me that will do that? Well, I got that answer recently. I know my friends that will do that. I definitely know who my friends are now. And I keep them close. Some of them I'd follow right into hell. And some of them... Oh, I'll be seeing you. Trust me, I'll be seeing you. One of my favorite things I like to say is, I'll see you at the finish line, folks. You'll hear me say that a lot. From here until eternity, right? I'll see you at the finish line. Because I think about the finish line. I think about where I'm going. It might not be great now. We have our ups and downs, our ebbs and flows. But like I said before in the podcasts, we've been here before, folks. We've had our face in the mud before. This is what we do. I'm built for this. I know where I'm going. But I also know where you're going if you don't change.
and it all boils down to the people you surround yourself with. Do you surround yourself with good people or do you surround yourself with a bunch of hangers-on? Do you surround yourself with people that just want something from you? Do you surround yourself with people that they're only nice to you because they think you are so-and-so with the owner? Do you surround yourself with certain people because you think that they are uh, they're going to benefit you in some way, shape, or form? Do you surround yourself with people because they agree with everything you fucking say? And they spend all their time on the phone going, uh-huh, yeah, really, no way, wow, that's amazing. When in actuality, all you're doing is raping their ear. Good fucking friends. And if it means one, then you're a lucky man. If it means none, hey, you still got one good friend, and that's yourself. You know, here I am sitting at the precipice of, uh, I just launched the trailer for my documentary that I'm uh, producing right now. It's called Your Services Are No Longer Needed. And it's about men. How we are throwaways now. How we are necessary evil. How we are basically... In society and TV looked at as something to rest your fucking feet on that you can get money out of. There's going to be a lot of trucking undertones in it, but it's not going to be all about trucking because I'm not alienating all the other men that are out there that, you know, this this type of bullshit does not discriminate against people that go from, you know, driving a truck to dwelling in a cubicle. For 12 hours a day. Men are men. And we are all silently screaming. In a room full of people. That don't care to hear what we have to say. Well. My YouTube videos. Have done some good. My TikToks have done some good. My Facebook has done some good. You know the things that I've done. Have done some good. This documentary is going to be my Mona Lisa. I'm putting everything into it. I've got three years of footage that I've compiled. A gold mine of thoughts and scenery and imagery. I've got writings that I've put together that I've dug out of the archives of the, of the things that I've seen across the country in this chapter of my life that I call trucking that's amongst all of my other chapters that I've had. And I'm pouring it all into one documentary. And if I was a betting man, deep down in my soul, this is going to be something special. I've talked to so many people. I've listened to so many people. And I'm going to build this documentary as an anthem to today's man. This is going to hurt some feelings, men and women. It's going to be a reality check to men and women. But I'm, I'm putting everything into it and I don't care. I don't care who doesn't like it, and I really don't care who laughs at it. I, I'll be honest with you, it's just from the response that I've gotten via private message alone. Sorry, I keep yawning. Based upon the trailer, you're going to be a fucking minority. You're going to be a minority. So I'm very excited about it. Anyway... So, what I'm doing right now is I'm sorting through all the footage, putting together a timeline, building a storyboard, putting together all the B-roll and the stock footage. Like I talked before, you know, folks, I put in the 10,000 hours. I put in the 10,000 hours on this. If you do any research, look up the 10,000 hour rule. I've been doing fucking videos since 2009, then I got serious in 2011, and I've been doing them ever since. So, 
<laughs> don't fuck with me. I know what I'm doing here. And I'm learning every day. You got you, you would be stunned at the amount of education I'm doing as far as independent documentary and filmmaking. And there's a lot that goes into it. Holy shit balls, is there a lot that goes into it? But it can be done. It's been done before. I've seen examples of it being done before, and I've seen the success therein. So, you want to be a part of it? You want to support me? I'd love that. But like I said in the Facebook post that uh, went alongside the trailer the other day, if you're not, well, that's fine too. I use that. Trust me. I'll never forget the names and the faces and the voices of the people that mocked me. I'm not making this about me. This is something I want you to hear. Use my story. Use my story. Think about it. Sean has people that are fucking laughing at him that desperately want to see him fail hell he failed recently and oh man look at the people that just overjoyed in it they laughed and they lied and they made shit up and next thing you know they don't know him and then bada bing bada boom he's still standing and he keeps going maybe I can too I mean, look at him. He's unfazed. Why can't I? Do you know how many people I talk to that are in trucking? That have dreams. That want to do something different. They're like, this is all I know. This is all I've ever done. This is all I've done since I've been 18. What am I going to do? I had a buddy recently who was telling me, he's like, dude, I, I make good money. I, I could pay for this. I could pay for that. I could do whatever I want. I'm you know, just, I'm fucking miserable. But I, I mean, I got the money. I could do whatever I want. And I looked at him, I go, but can you? Really? Can you really do whatever you want? We drive all over the country. And we see some of the most beautiful sights you'll ever imagine. And we cannot get out of that truck. Nine times out of ten, you cannot pull that truck over and just take it in. If you do, it could very easily determine whether you get paid or not. And when you have people at home that depend on you... You just keep trucking. And then you see your life become this thing. You you see your life be this thing that is just passing you by. The beautiful sunset you just left behind you. The beautiful mountains you just went past beautiful grass you would love to sink your bare feet into then it becomes just like the beautiful grandchildren you never get to see beautiful children you never get to see the beautiful wife you never get to see for what A fucking paycheck that enables you to live just one more week. A paycheck that lets you live one more week. Not one more month. Not one more year. One more week. You give up 
everything for just enough money to breathe in and out. And you wonder why when you look at me Mr. Veteran and you tell me how to live I don't listen to you. Anyway I digress. Like I said folks the good the bad and the ugly. Hey We could call this a little ugly right now. I don't know. What do you think? Some of you are probably sitting back and going, Oh, shit! Did he just say that? Yeah, I just fucking said that. Who cares? I said what I said, and I'm doing the damn thing. And I'm a lot happier for it. I'm so tired. God, I'm so tired. so tired when I came to the realization that I wasn't this miserable in prison that got my attention that got my attention to go okay where are you going wrong here It's not just the career. I'm not bagging it all off on trucking. So don't fucking start with me. Don't fucking start. That lady I was telling you about earlier. You say anything about trucking. She'd lose her fucking mind. Okay, whatever. It's not all trucking. It's not the job. Honestly, folks, it's it's not the job. Because there are people out there that that do love that. There are people that are fine with that. The only people I'm talking to right now is, I guess, my people. People that are like me. That's kind of like all I've ever done is try to find people that I can connect to that we share the same voice. Are you the person out there that's looking out the window going, God damn it, there's got to be more to life than this. I was sweating away in them fucking factories all those years. I was like, fuck, there's got to be more to life than this. I can't just be this. I can't do this. I want more. You know that so-called friend recently? When's when's it ever going to be enough with you? Weren't you ever satisfied? What's with you? You know what? I don't have to tell you shit. How about I show you instead? I'm tired of explaining it to you fucking people. I'm just going to show you. And then see what you got to say when that's all said and done. When that's all played out. You know? If you're in the fucking, if you're in that factory, if you're a metal worker, you're in the shop and you're like, you know what? I want to have my own speed shop. I want to build bikes. I want to build custom cars. I want to build custom this. I want to do this. I want to do that. Fucking do it, man. Yeah, but you know, my dad will say, or my coworkers will say, or blah, blah, blah. Dude, they're going to fucking laugh at you regardless of what you, whatever you do. You could either do what you love doing, or you could swing from the ceiling with a bottle sticking out of your ass. They're still going to laugh at you. They're still going to make fun of you. And you know why? It doesn't have a fucking thing to do with you. It has everything to do with the fact of if they're laughing at you, then they're not laughing at themselves. Period. If they're looking at you, nobody's looking at them. God damn it, this fucking song and dance that People do day after fucking day. It's exhausting. Just be you.
And if you is somebody that wants to start up a polishing business or if you're a person that wants to start up a t-shirt making company or if you want to have your own farm if you want to have a podcast and do a documentary and become a filmmaker the only way to make it certain that it'll never happen is if you never try I was watching a interview with this guy and he said man's biggest downfall is not sex or drugs or alcohol it's inaction it's failure to launch everybody says they want to do something and then they blink their eyes and they're 65 freaking years old and they're just going woulda, coulda, shoulda I used to, used to, used to what did they say? remember when is the lowest form of conversation I used to do this I used to do that remember when trucking was great well Times have changed. Things have moved on. So I suggest we get pliable, folks. I got people making fun of me for my fucking videos. Mm-hmm. Let's pull up the demographics of how many people use videos for how to and what to do. The same people are making fun of them. The same people that are odd. <sighs> Excuse me, that are on YouTube. Nine times out of ten. My response to people that talk shit about what I do as far as social networking and YouTube and all this stuff that I do is I go, yet you have an iPhone. Why don't you have that flip phone? You probably have a flip phone, right? No, no, you got an iPhone. Do you still fucking use the yellow pages too? No, you don't use that. Oh, okay. So you are evolving. Innovation is the key towards progression. And sadly, if you don't innovate, and you don't pivot, you don't move, you get left behind. That's one of the reasons why I fucking stopped dicking around with TikTok. I got relatively minor big on, on TikTok because it was the goddamn pandemic, folks fucking people that still put any fucking validity into notoriety on TikTok oh my gosh why don't you th go bring MySpace back while you're at it TikTok was huge because of the pandemic everybody was at home putting pots and pans on their head and doing funny shit but now we're all back to work nobody's doing TikTok anymore most of the people that are on TikTok are just on there to see women shake their ass. Sorry. And trust me, there's no shortage of it. It's like the e-harmony for fucking truckers for crying out loud. Anyway, we're not going down that dusty trail. Guys, I'm going to wrap this up. But I'm going to wrap this up with this. Now, I want you to think about this. Because a lot of you are surrounded by <sighs> negative people. I follow this Instagram page called Stoic Reflections. Look up Stoicism, especially if you're a man. Stoicism is the cornerstone of muddling your way through this life. Rumi once said, when setting out on a journey, never seek advice from those who have never left home. Let that sit with you. Never seek advice from those of you that have never left home. If I had a nickel for how many people that have never picked up a camera told me how to do my YouTube videos. 
They'd never picked up a microphone and told me how to do a podcast. I'd have a shitload of nickels. Do the damn thing. If you have something you want to do, do it. Or you will spend your life making somebody else rich. I promise you. Guys, I'm going to leave you for now. Stay tuned. There will be more podcasts coming a lot more frequently, I can assure you. From the bottom of my heart, thank you all very much for tuning in, for subscribing, for sharing, and supporting me. There's a select few of you out there that have been there for me and I'll never forget it. My buddy Jesse, Scott, Drew, Ryan, Alex, the list goes on and on, but doesn't go on too far. It's a very small group actually. The real friends. The ones that don't want anything from you. They're just there. I hope you all find your true friends. I hope you all raise the rent on the ones that are not and evict those motherfuckers today. I love you all. I hope you're happy, healthy, loving and living life. And old Bonnie and I'll see you on the back hall. Giddy up.